On today's episode of Ask the Planner, we're talking about something that comes much later in the planning process, but needs to be budgeted for and confirmed much earlier on, flower preservation. And if you're anything like me, you love flowers and you want your wedding day flowers to live on after your wedding because they were so beautiful. However, flower preservation isn't something you can easily just tack on at the last minute because preservation takes planning and you have a limited window of opportunity before your flowers start to wilt. So if you're sentimental like me or you want to appreciate the beauty of your day long after everyone's gone home, you're definitely going to want to listen to today's episode. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and today we're talking about how to make sure your flowers last after your wedding. I have always loved flowers, and when I was a dancer, I saved all my bouquets from my performances and hung them in my room to dry out. So of course, after my wedding, I hung my bouquet upside down to dry out the flowers. Well, I ended up with super fragile, crispy roses that basically fell apart at the slightest air conditioning breeze. And I also had these orchids and greenery, which didn't make it. So after about a year, I had to toss the bouquet. Luckily, times have changed, technology has evolved, and there are solutions to this tragic problem for modern couples that were not available to brides like me when I got married 13 years ago. So on today's Ask the Planner, we are learning the ins and outs of flower preservation with my guest, Lauren Muldoon of FLX Flower Preservation. Lauren actually works for my wedding and event planning company, Verve Eventco, part-time as one of our production leads. So when she's not on-site at weddings with me because I shake up all of her weekends, she's probably working with flowers in some capacity, but here's a little bit about Lauren. So after working in the wedding industry for a number of years in several different capacities, assisting planners, selling gowns, managing venues, Lauren found herself constantly wanting more weddings, but was often sad to miss out on so many moments with friends and family when she had to work every weekend during wedding season. Yes, it's terrible. Luckily, she came across flower preservation while planning her own wedding in July of 2021. This was an art form where she could use her hands and attention to detail and help people cherish their beautiful flowers from their favorite days while still remaining in the wedding industry. Plus, she can work in sweatpants. Hello, it was a win-win situation. Now she gets to help brides, grooms, and families from around the country hold on to precious memories by preserving their flowers in resin. Now she's the owner of FLX Flower Preservation, which is just down the road from me. So guys, please help me welcome Lauren to the show. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm so excited to be talking about it with you and having your listeners learn a little bit more today. So I love starting each episode getting to know our guests a little bit before we dive into the interview. I read your bio at the top of the episode, but I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more in your own words about you, how you got started, and what brought you to where you are today. 
Perfect. So I grew up here in the Finger Lakes area. I grew up in Rochester and went to Ithaca College, where I first started working in weddings and events. After college, I started working for a full-service planner. Then I started doing social media for wedding vendors. Then I started selling bridal gowns. And eventually, my boyfriend at the time and I moved down to Nashville, where I started working as a venue manager. I worked some nine-to-fives in marketing in between but I always came back to weddings and working in the wedding world. And all in all, I've probably worked about 100 weddings in the last eight to nine years. My husband and I got engaged while living in Nashville down in the Smoky Mountains. And last year, July 2021, we got married down in Ithaca in the Finger Lakes. It was a little before that time that I started learning about flower preservation because my intention was to teach myself this kind of complex process to preserve my own flowers, and it kind of turned into something more. There was no one really doing resin flower preservation near me, and so I talked to my florist friends, and they gave me the encouragement to go for it. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love how you can't stay away from the wedding industry. I really think those of us that are in it truly love what we do, and we can't see ourselves doing anything else. I also love that you were in the Smoky Mountains, because that's where I grew up. So let's talk about resin flower preservation. And I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while now because it's generally a new innovation in our industry that's only a few years old. I don't think many people know about it, but I think it's something important that people should know that it exists. And that's what we try to do on this show to educate our listeners. So let's start with the basics. What exactly is flower preservation? So I totally agree with you. Not a lot of people know about this. I think a lot of people think of flower preservation or preserving their wedding flowers as those kind of old style pressed frames where you would put your flowers into a book and hope that they don't mold. But flower preservation is the art of drying and protecting your precious flowers. And it can be in those pressed frames. It can also be in shadow boxes. And the type of preservation I do is in resin. Flowers are traditionally pressed. That's kind of how I think a lot of people grow up is is learning and seeing their grandmother press flowers in her books. But now there's different options to keep those flowers 3D, which kind of allows you to feel like the bouquet is still in that same shape as it was on your wedding day. I definitely feel like when people think of flower preservation, they're going to think of that. But We'll definitely include in the show notes images of what it looks like now in the resin so people can actually see. So make sure you guys do check out those show notes, which I'll link to in our show notes and then also tell you guys about at the end. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit more about the process of flower preservation in resin? Because I know I feel like even resin, you're going to have to describe for our listeners what that actually is like Yeah, absolutely. So the first things first, before I even get into the chemical side of things, is I receive your bouquet, and I always try to receive it within 24, 48 hours max after your wedding day. Basically, I will chop those little heads off of your bouquet and deconstruct it and put it into a drying agent, kind of like those packets that you get in your shoes or your new bags, those silica packets, it's that, but a much, much finer grade. So it's very gentle on the flowers and it can hold things up and it basically will suck out all the moisture. That process alone can take four to six weeks, which is really time consuming. But luckily I can just set it aside and work on my other projects and it'll do the magic for itself. So 
after the flowers are done drying, I will take them out and put a couple designs together for you guys. And I usually try to have two to three different design options. People will choose a shape or a size ahead of time, which is great. But I'll be honest, sometimes I get those creative juices flowing, the flowers just speak to me, and I'll create designs that may or may not be a little different than what you were originally planning, but something that I think you might like. After that, everything's agreed upon, we then start the pouring process. So with resin and with epoxy as another term for resin, I try to use a very, very clear water-like resin. And basically it looks almost like glass, but it's technically epoxy or a plastic type material. It's a chemical reaction when I use resin. So that means I have to wear full PPE. I wear a full respirator with vapor masks and make sure that my windows are open. It's kind of a sciencey process. And because of that, the different materials I use to create the resin is a chemical reaction that kind of creates a heat. And because of that, I actually need to pour the resin around your flowers in layers so that they don't burn your flowers. That kind of adds on to the time process. And so I can only pour once a day and each piece can be 15 layers max. So again, if we're doing the timeline of things, it can be a long process, but in the end, you get to hold your bouquet of flowers forever. Resin doesn't degrade, resin doesn't break down, and so because it's protecting everything really nice, you can feel confident that your flowers are going to be safe and secure and not jostled around in a shadow box when you move around, but it just takes a little bit of time. It's worth it in the end, though. That is fascinating because I feel like you would never think just looking at the pieces that there's all these different layers to it and that it's so time consuming. Like I would have thought like, oh, she puts it in a thing in a mold and then she pours it over and then it's done. Like it (laughs) definitely is not that. So going back, so they dry out, but you dry them out with silica, which keeps them kind of more firm. And then you quickly put the resin on them so that, and then they're still able to keep their shape, right? That's why you do that? Yes. Yes, exactly. So the resin will allow them to keep their kind of 3D form, unlike pressing where you're going to get it really flat and you kind of lose that texture, especially for those really texturized flowers like ranunculus or some fluffy roses. Being able to dry them 3D allows them to kind of keep that texture and personality and doing the silica also can impact and keep a little bit more of the color as well. Fascinating. Okay. So now if a couple is thinking about having their flowers preserved from their wedding, what should they be thinking about? Thinking about flower preservation is one of those things that does always happen a little too late sometimes. But if people can think ahead of time, if they know that flowers are really important to them or say they really love their florist and they're they're just really bonding and they're really understanding each other and the florist is getting a really good sense of the design concept that maybe their planner or the couple has come up with. If they even have an inkling that they might want to save those flowers, that they're going to love those flowers so much, they're never going to want them to go away there's an option and people should be thinking about preserving those flowers. And I think being able to contact a vendor ahead of time and knowing that your flowers will be safe afterwards and not 
rushing around trying to figure out, oh no, they're going to die. What do I do? It's important. And knowing the options is half the battle. You and I have talked about it and people will say, I didn't even know this existed. And my wedding was two weeks ago or even two days ago. It's almost too late because the flowers are starting to wilt and they're not as beautiful, obviously, as it was once. So if they know after the wedding, now I have to take my flowers, you know, to Lauren or, you know, if you're somewhere else and you're super far away, you can't get to Lauren. But knowing that this is the next step in order to get the process started, obviously, is very important. Yes. I always say that fresh preserves best. So that's why I do try to get flowers as soon as possible from people. It's always really nice when people are somewhat local to me here in the Finger Lakes or the Rochester area. But I have had flowers come from all across New York State, all the way out to Nevada is my farthest bouquet so far. So if people can think ahead of time, that's always great. Otherwise, I do like to suggest to people if they're kind of in terms of Maybe they don't have all their florist figured out ahead of time, or they're thinking that they're going to love their flowers, but they don't have all the details yet. That's okay. I always try to tell people that I don't necessarily need to know what flowers you have coming ahead of time, but there are some flowers to be aware of in terms of preservation. I'll try to suggest that they use a lot of texture. I love preserving flowers with color as well. And I just try to say that no matter what they end up looking like or what they go through on the wedding day, they will always be your flowers and preserving them is that special aspect of keeping your wedding flowers. Oh, I love that. Okay. So say someone didn't realize that you were an option. Can old or air-dried flowers be preserved after the fact or no? Or is there anything else that can be preserved? Yeah. So air-dried flowers can definitely be preserved in resin the way that I do it. I will say that air-dried flowers don't look the way that they once did when they go into resin. Basically, when I get the flowers, they're going to go into resin how they look. So if air-dried flowers kind of look a little a little crispy, a little antique maybe, they can go into resin, but they're not going to plump back up and look like they once did. Other things that can be preserved, though, are really anything that's dry. So I can't put maybe food or anything in there, but anything that you had from your wedding day from your invites, or maybe you had a cake topper. And instead of keeping those things in a box that you're never going to open again or ever use again, you can help display them in a way with your wedding flowers and keep more little trinkets from your big day that maybe you wouldn't normally see if you didn't have them preserved and displayed. So when we got married, Mike's cousin said, can you send me your invitations? And so she put them in a pretty frame. And then like a couple of years later, apparently termites were in the frame or got in the frame somehow. I have no idea how. So there are all these little like wood shavings oh. coming down from the frame. So we lost that. But Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. And we lived in that condo for years. And then it was when we were moving, like, you know, nine years later that we were like, what is this dust next to this frame? And then we saw a hole and we're like, oh, apparently they're termites. So anyway. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I haven't had any issues with termites near resin. So if you're really looking to preserve <laughs> some things and keep them safe, I think resin would be a good option for you. Definitely safer. And you know, who knows? And then obviously there's shadow boxes. Okay. So going back to 
preserving the flowers. How many flowers do couples need to give you to ensure that you have enough what you need to make really nice pieces? Great question. And I do get it a lot. I think it depends on what display size you're looking to get. I think if you're looking to have a bigger piece, maybe you have a bigger bouquet and you want to display more of that to get a better sense of what it really looked like on your wedding day, then a bigger block is what you're going to want. If you're just okay with having a couple flowers to kind of get that beautiful snapshot of your wedding bouquet, then a smaller block is fine. I do usually say that you know, the more pieces you're looking for, maybe you're looking for a big block for yourself and also gifting flowers for your parents or your new parents-in-law, then I like getting a little extra flowers. And that could be a bridesmaid bouquet or a centerpiece, something that maybe wasn't jostled around as much as your bouquet was. And that way I can actually take kind of the best of the best. There are also some flowers, especially seasonal farmed locally flowers that can go through a lot on a wedding day. And by the time they get to me, they're not looking so good. So in the spring, it's going to be those ranunculus or poppies. And in the fall, it's especially those dahlias. They kind of start to fall apart after a long day, which is fair. On a wedding day, you go through a lot and your bouquet's out of water and it just gets tired after a long day. And so it's nice being able to get me some extra, very similar flowers that were also there on the wedding day to make sure that I'm really portraying your bouquet and flowers to the best of their ability. Completely agree. Because I feel like that poor bouquet, even if you don't toss it, which no one really does anymore, but you're walking around with it, you're taking photos with it, you're putting it on the table. People are hugging you. Exactly. It's a lot. That can also play into how your flowers will look once they're in resin. Something I talk about with clients is bruising on flowers, which is essentially where a petal in a spot or maybe a whole portion of a petal can start to look translucent in the resin. And that's something that I can only see once the resin is poured, which is kind of unfortunate, but Again, it's one of those things where I say your flowers might not look exactly the way they did in your picture-perfect wedding photos after your big day, but it's almost like you can see each fingerprint on the flowers of, you know, your Aunt Sally giving you a hug or something where you can tell your flowers were loved that day in the best way possible. Speaking of planning ahead, today's episode is brought to you by our wedding planning template shop. Right now, it's the beginning of the year and you want to get your wedding planning organized. I highly recommend our ultimate wedding planning checklist and our budget bundle. The checklist is a game changer that tells you what to do when as you plan your wedding. And our wedding budget bundle contains both a budget and a vendor payment tracking chart so you don't have to worry about missing any of your vendor payments or overspending because it has all of your categories spelled out just for you so you can create a spending plan. Get access to all my wedding planning shortcuts and more in the wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com and use our code PODCAST10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Again, that's PODCAST10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Again, use the code PODCAST10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. So going back to timeline, 
When do you recommend couples reach out to you or another preservationist to ensure that you have availability to preserve their flowers? Because obviously this is very time consuming and they can't just spring it on you, you know, that day. Very true. I always appreciate when people reach out ahead of time. I'm a planner. I know you're a planner too. And a lot of your listeners are probably planners as well. So I always say, as soon as you think that you want to preserve your flowers, reach out. There's really no too early reaching out or booking your flower preservation. That can only mean that you are fully planned and prepared and ready. And I love that about people doing, if you know, booking ahead of time. So being able to only take in so many bouquets a weekend, I do have to kind of cap myself. And I know other preservationists do the same thing. We're just people. We only have two hands with 24 hours in a day. And especially during those really busy wedding months. So in New York or in the upper United States, that's usually between May and October, then those months are going to book up the fastest. Granted, you know, December, January weddings, I usually have a little bit more availability, but it's always better booking in advance if you can, even if you don't even know who your florist is yet. If you think you're going to love your flowers and you're going to think that your flowers are important after your wedding day, shoot me a message. Right. I agree. And plus, I think you can just plan for it in your budget, which I always worry about. You know, you just like you have the money set aside for it. You know what it's going to be. And then you can plan for it and then just check it off your list. To me, it's like one of the easier decisions. Like, I'm going to do this. Great. I'm going to get on her calendar and then we're done. You know, it's not, I mean, I think you have to probably choose like what kind that they probably want maybe, but even so they probably have a little bit of time on that after they book with you. Yep. That's a good point. So at least for me, obviously other preservationists do things differently, but at least for me, I will take a booking retainer and make sure that you're on my calendar. I'll have the time and supplies for you no matter what. And the finer detail of what size block or shape or, you know, the little add-ons can all be decided actually after your wedding day, once the flowers are totally dry. So there doesn't need to be any rush or feeling like you're pigeonholed into, I can only get this option, you have a little bit of leeway and time to think about, okay, I want the square versus the hexagon, or I want to do these add-ons or whatever. So many decisions have to go into a wedding day. And luckily, I'm a decision that you have a little bit of time to work around. Exactly, which is nice. Okay, so for couples that, you know, I think we touched on this a little bit too, the flowers only last for so long before they start to wilt. What advice do you have for couples if they don't think about flower preservation until after the wedding, or even like if they know that they're doing it, but they need to get to get the flowers to you, what should they be doing to make sure that their flowers are in as best shape as possible? Great question. I think this goes back to some old wives' tales, if you may, about how you should make flowers last longer. Obviously, the age-old being able to dry your flowers is hanging them upside down in a closet. If you're looking to keep them in that air-dried situation, then that's a great option. Some people will even say they will spray them with hairspray. I don't suggest that, but it doesn't do any harm from what I've seen. But if you're still looking to try and do 
preservation where the flowers look as fresh as they currently are or as they were at your wedding day, then you're going to want to do everything that you would do to keep any flowers lasting long. You're going to want to trim the stems and keep fresh water in their vases, keep them in a cool place, not sitting in the sunshine. And if you can, sometimes it's nice to be able to actually cut open your bouquet and spread open the stems if you can. It kind of depends on how the florist puts your bouquet together, but being able to get flowers apart, giving them a little breathing room can keep that any potential mold from starting when it's so compacted and moist in there. I will also say something that some people say about saving your flowers is putting them in the fridge or the freezer. And I don't think you should do that. And the reason is because anything that's in your average fridge could actually emit a chemical that makes the flowers wilt or age faster, especially vegetables. I know they kind of emit almost like a, I'm not a science person, but almost like a methane type of chemical that will make your flowers wilt and get gross. And for the people who put them in the freezer, if you're looking to try and preserve them afterwards, the freezer is actually solidifying the moisture in your flower petals. What I want to do is take all that moisture out. And it's really hard, almost impossible to do after flowers have been in the freezer. So if your stepmother or your mother-in-law tells you to put them in the freezer, say, I don't think that makes sense. I'm going to try and reach out to someone as soon as possible. (laughs) That is such a good point. We had a couple whose flowers were knew you were going to preserve them. I think I just had to drop them off at your house. And I was like, I'm going to keep them. Luckily, it was fall. It was October and it was a cool night, but not a super cold night. So it was like 40s, 50s. I just left them in the garage in water. Yep. Highly suggest that. Anything like a garage or a basement, somewhere that's going to be cool. It doesn't have to be 40 degrees like a florist cooler, but it just has to be not super hot and muggy. But you got to find a balance, you know, be smart about it. You wouldn't want to leave your flowers out in, you know, a 90 degree backyard overnight. Otherwise, they're just going to be really sad (laughs) the next day. (laughs) But you don't have to necessarily freeze them either. You just got to find a nice, cool balance. Okay, so we touched on this also a little bit. Do you only work with couples that are local or can people ship them to you? Because you mentioned that you worked with someone in Nevada. Yeah, so... I would say probably 90% of my clients are from the Rochester or Finger Lakes area or at least somewhere across New York State. I get people from Buffalo and Albany and Syracuse, but really I can accept flowers from anywhere across the continental United States. I've had people being able to overnight ship their flowers to me from, like I said, Nevada. I've had Florida, Georgia, and I will basically send you a very detailed instructional list and care instructions on how to get your flowers to me as soon as possible when you are out of state. But I will say shipping your flowers overnight is not cheap, especially depending on where you are and what time of year it is. And I really want you to send them overnight because what if they get lost? What if it's a million degrees in the post office box or in the shipping container that it gets brought over in? I don't want your flowers to 
roast in the mail if possible. So the sooner I can get them, the better. And that's why I do prefer local clients and the clients who are able to drop their flowers off to me. It's easier and less stressful for you, for me, and the flowers. And that's what's most important. Agreed. Okay. So let's also talk finally about cost. So obviously this whole process sounds very time consuming, but full of a lot of love and care. What can couples expect to spend if they're considering having their flowers preserved in this way? That's a great question. And you're right. This is something that's labor intensive. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that literally go into these pieces. And that's going to be the same for any kind of wedding vendor that you really love their work. And so with that said, there are a lot of supplies that I need in order to do this work. And the supplies, some of them are reusable and some of them are not. Resin is a chemical and the products that I use, I try to use, you know, the best of the best and what's going to work best for you in the long run. And those can add up. So my starting price point is usually around that lower 300 price range for a main block. And so the smallest size I have is a six by six that can hold a couple beautiful flowers in it to really give you a a good little shot of what your bouquet looked like. I do have pieces that go all the way up to 11 inches and it can contain almost your whole bouquet if you want it to. So being able to consider that cost ahead of time is really important when you are trying to budget and, you know, maybe you want to treat yourself with this. But something I do also suggest to people to think about is if you're wanting flower preservation, but Maybe you're not sure about spending $500 to preserve your flowers when you're already spending so much in the first place. You can gently tell people like in your wedding party or maybe your siblings or a family member that this would be a pretty nice gift to receive because it is. It's a really nice group gift that people can work together and, you know, get five people to put in, you know, $75. And that way you can also look at your flowers from your wedding day five years from now and say, oh, my girlfriends from college, they work together to get me this gift. And I'm always going to think of them. Right. I love that. And it's so sweet because if they're also in your wedding party and they were holding some of those flowers too, then they're, you know, they're also part of it, which I think is really, really sweet. I'm so sentimental. I love yeah, that. So, so am I. That's why I do this. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. First, what is one thing you want to debunk about flower preservation? Something that people think is true, but actually is not. I think one of the greatest myths of flower preservation is that we can save your flowers, but I can't save your flowers. And by that, I mean, if your flowers are falling apart, they're molding, they just look sad, like I said earlier, I can only do so much. I can't magically make your flowers look fresh and amazing like they did on your wedding day if they're kind of too far gone. I'll try my hardest. I'll glue petals back on for hours, but I won't be able to turn crispy brown petals back into white, fresh ones. I know I mentioned earlier, I say that fresh preserves best, and that's why it's so important to plan ahead and find out if this is something that's right for you. 
Also a quick insider tip, I talked about this a little earlier, but texture and variety is a great thing to have in your bouquet. For example, all white bouquets, they're always going to be popular. They're always going to be classic and beautiful. But the more variety in flower types and colors, the more interesting and personal your bouquet and in the end, your preservation piece will be. Especially with those all-white bouquets, adding a little pop of color or fun texture can make a really nice statement, and they always stand out in preservation pieces. Awesome. Yay, I love that. I mean, I think and that's also a really good tip because people have assumptions about what the process is, and then you're like, no, sorry, I can't actually bring your flowers back to life. <laughs> Your flowers are going to die when they're in my hands, but they're going to die in a really graceful, beautiful way. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to wrap up with our this or that, which is a fun new segment that we do. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question and then you can give me your first response. Do you like surprises or do you prefer spoilers? Spoilers. I hate surprises. (gasps) That's so funny. I love surprises. (laughs) At weddings, kids or no kids? I'm a big no kids proponent. For your invitations, paper or electronic? I would go paper. I'm sentimental. I like the details. It's the little things like that. Me too. For dessert, a giant cake for the wedding or a mini cake and mini desserts? We did mini desserts. I like still having cake because there are always going to be people who want cake. But being able to just take a macaron, take a little cake shooter is super simple. Band or a DJ? I would say DJ. Interesting, since you were in Nashville, unless you're like, unless they're like a really good band. (laughs) That's the thing. Bands are amazing, but I think it really depends on the band and a good DJ that plays like those, you you know, those wedding songs, they can get the party going. Yeah, exactly. All matching dresses for their brides for your bridesmaids or different ones? I'm pretty split on this one. I think it depends kind of on the vibe of the wedding. I know for my wedding, we had bridesmaids in all the same dress, but that's actually because they all chose the same dress. (laughs) Um, So I think having the option is really nice, but it just kind of depends. Favorite season for weddings? I think after getting so many bouquets, I'm going to have to say that spring weddings are my favorite. And that's mainly because I love spring flowers so much. Yeah, they're super juicy. I love them too. It's too bad that spring is so short here. Okay, <laughs> what's the worst thing that you've seen or heard of happening at a wedding? Oh gosh, I worked a wedding down in Nashville on Halloween and we had to call the cops because a guest actually threatened the bride. <laughs> it's a long story. Everything ended up fine, but it was it was probably more than I was expecting. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing, but crazy and so scary. <laughs> and then you're like, did we have, you know, our emergency protocols in place to deal with something mm-hmm. like that? <laughs> that's where my brain goes. Okay, Lauren, it was so lovely talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing all this amazing information with our listeners. Before we go, can you let our listeners know where to find you online? Yes, I have my website with tons of Frequently asked questions, all my pricing and details. It's just www.flxflowerpreservation.com. And the social media I'm on the most that you can see the most updates with is going to be my Instagram, which is just at flxflowerpreservation. Perfect. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Lauren Muldoon of FLX Flower Preservation. Thanks so much.
And that concludes today's episode with Lauren Muldoon of FLX, Flower Preservation. I have known Lauren for several years, and she is such a super detail-oriented person, and I really wish that flower preservation and resin was a thing when I was getting married because I totally would have done it. I loved my bouquet, but like I mentioned, it basically turned to dust when I tried to hang the flowers and dry them. So don't do that if you want to keep your bouquet. If you have any follow-up questions for Lauren or me, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast, or you can call the Wedding Planning Hotline at 585-210-3467. We are also going to be going live with Lauren to answer your questions, so make sure you're following us at Ask the Planner Podcast so you can find out when her Q&A is scheduled. For the episode show notes, make sure you visit verveventco.com forward slash 85. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash 85. And also be sure you follow Lauren and give her a shout out on Instagram at FLX Flower Preservation. Again, that's FLX Flower Preservation. Okay, now it's time for our review of the week. This review comes from DJ Greg Ambient, and he writes five stars. Desiree and Verve Event Co. are a great resource. Oh, thanks, Greg. I am a professional wedding DJ and had the recent pleasure of working on a New York City wedding with Desiree Adams, and subsequently I subscribed to her informative electronic newsletter. We do have a newsletter, guys. But the Ask the Planner podcast is a new and convenient way for me to consume Desiree's great content, love the guests, and update information on planning weddings in this complex era post-pandemic. I highly recommend this podcast to any couple planning a wedding. And yes, we do have a newsletter. I don't like calling it a newsletter anymore. It's like my field notes. But if you want that, it's at verveventco.com, just at the bottom. You can also get a free, I think it's right now our freebie is a guest list template, which is really awesome. But anyways, shout out to Greg. Thank you so much for that amazing review. I'm so glad you are loving the podcast still. Guys, Greg is an awesome DJ if you are in the New York City, New Jersey area. And he actually has the best catalog of potential wedding songs on his website. It's a gigantic list of songs to consider for every aspect of your wedding, from the processional to your first dance, your parent dances, traditional songs, modern songs, like literally everything. I will make sure to link to it in the show notes because it's such a great resource. I send it to all of my couples when they're not sure what songs to use because it's just a great catalog of all the potential options. And I think that's a really good way to start thinking about what you would want to hear on your wedding day. If you haven't left the podcast a review yet, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you're loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. I was DMing with Taylor this past weekend, and he mentioned that an episode on how to deal with all the opinions from all the family would be helpful. So that is in our queue for later this season. Taylor, thank you so much for the suggestion. Don't forget, again, you guys can always leave us a suggestion or a question on the wedding planning hotline at 585 210-3467. Again, that's 585-210-3467. Your question can always be anonymous if you prefer, so don't worry about that. And finally, if you've been listening to this show for a little bit, you know I am trying to think of a name for you, our listener. If you have a suggestion, leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your vote. If you come up with a winning name for our podcast listeners, you will win a one-hour all-access call with me to talk about anything you want for your wedding, your wedding business, what, literally whatever you want to talk about. 
We can talk about your budget, putting it together line by line. We can draft your wedding design. You can pick my brain apart on anything, literally whatever it is, completely free. All entries will be accepted until the end of February, at which time our community will vote. So leave us a five-star review with your suggestion. Oh, also, if you definitely want to enter, make sure you leave a way of me getting back to you. Or if you want, you can always just send me an email. Maybe when you win, then I will let you know. And then you can email the podcast or just leave your Instagram handle if you're comfortable with that. Now, if you're not sure what I'm talking about when I say a name, I'm thinking like how the Buffalo Bills fans are called the Bills Mafia, even though we're still super sad that we are not going to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't meant to be. From the research I've done, places say to do a play on your name or something that you like. I love macarons. No, sorry, my soapbox. I love macarons. I just got tongue twisted. Macarons. Macarons are great because I love coconut. But guys, one of my soapboxes is macarons are not the same as macarons. Macarons are those cute little round things that are made of almond flour. Macarons are little balls rolled in coconut. Totally different. Also delicious, but not the same. Uh, so I love macarons, champagne, and cocktails. So we, we have that to work with. But this week, we actually got four suggestions, and I'm so excited to share them with you. So our first one for a name comes from 1994, MMG, and they suggested something that's a play on Verve, my wedding planning company. So she suggested Verves, which is so cute, or Believers, like Justin Bieber's Believers, but we're the Believers, which is so really cute and I really love. So think about that. I was also thinking, I was inspired by her suggestion. So maybe something with the word ask in it, like ask masters. I feel like that also makes me think of like the word ask, which does not sound good. But if you guys are like the ask masters, I don't know. That could be too much of a mouthful. But we're just spitballing here, right? We also got three suggestions from Jill at J.A. Sandler 327, who was brainstorming with me and sent me some in Instagram. And she suggested ATPs, as in the initials of the podcast. So ATP or ATPs, the plannies, Avi, and the ATP party or the planner party, which is like wedding party or bridal party. I have been thinking of something with the word party in it just because I feel like we are a party. We have fun. We also talk about weddings, so like a wedding party. But anyways, those are just some things I was thinking about. If we use ATPs, we also could think of like not just ATP as an asset planner, but ATP that stands for something else like awesome thinking people, but not terrible like that, or like amazing treasures with a P word. But those are also terrible. Or maybe we could call you all protégés because when I was a cheerleader in college, shocker, I was a cheerleader, we all kind of picked a girl on the squad that was like in the class below us and then we would help them and watch over them and we called them our protégés. So maybe something like our protégés or our planning protégés or like you're all my protégés because you're all learning. I don't know, something to think about. But I think we're making progress, which makes me very, very excited. So this is definitely a step in the right direction. So let me know if you have any suggestions or you love the ones so far, like Believers, Love Verves, like Love Verve, Verve, ATP Party or ATPs or Protégés, any of these. 
Anyways, keep thinking, keep sending me your ideas and suggestions for new episodes. I would love to know if you like the sit-downs with more vendors, you want more of me, any specific vendors that you admire that you're like, I just want to know more about their business or what they do or whatever. If there's anyone that's getting married and you're like, I would love to know the scoop, can you just have them on the podcast? Love to do that. I don't keep up on the gossip enough like the celebs, but I will totally try. So leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you want. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week and bye. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 